Hey, welcome to the Greencast. It is episode 38. I am Cody, your host. Joined with me is Ray. Uh, hello. And Thomas. Hiya. And we are going to talk about film and <laughs> photography and... I, I love the uh, the dead silence we always have <laughs> right after the intro. I noticed with uh, with Mike's recording, it sounded like we almost didn't want him as a guest. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, and here's Mike. And it's just like, how's it cricket, going, Mike? <laughs> just like... So we need to we need to definitely work on that, especially when we have guests on. They're all excited to talk and everything, and then and <laughs> we're rolling, and especially because we're talking right before we record as well, and then we just kind of okay, Mike, entertain us. Yeah, take it away, quite literally. He is entertaining though. He's he's like one of those dolls where you just pull the string and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been killing it too. Uh, I lo- I'm loving all his content on the. Uh, Hawaii darkroom stuff. He's posting a lot there. Man, it looks really nice, actually. Yeah, I want. I want to use that. And getting to see the process of it and seeing it not all. Not that I expected together. a dump, but I mean, it's it does not. It seems way too nice for as cheap as it is. Yeah, the way he described it, it. Uh, I I think it's way better. Like I think he didn't do it justice. Mm-mm. He's being modest yeah. about the space. I think. So he's got a huge drying rack. Like I mean, yeah, the drying. Uh, the equipment is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're ever in the area, I'd love to be. Oh, same. Who wouldn't? We should do a live live location. How do we work this out? We tried that from the we, car. Uh, we all book a flight, preferably not a Boeing. Right. Super oh Eight or whatever. Yeah, not a Boeing. And then, uh, yeah. I'm going on a flight in nine days. Did Guaranteed, you... it's one of those planes. Guaranteed. Did you, did you check? Well, I'm going on WestJet. And they have, I think, 13 planes. Yeah. And I looked at the seat, uh, whatever, the seat map, whatever it's called. Yeah. And it's like identical to the one that I just picked my seats on. Oh, damn. So, S- someone posted not long ago how to f- figure out if you're on one of those planes. They we had the, uh, too. the size oh. of way. Yeah. My uh, my boss did that today at work. He leaves in like oh. a couple weeks. And he's like, watch, it's going to be that plane. And he called and it was. And uh, No way. Yeah. But uh, you can, and and Canada's probably not going to ground them either. No, Canada's not, yeah. and the U.S. isn't. So we'll fly our planes back and forth. Yeah, it, it's also yeah. really funny how uh, they keep saying like, "Oh yeah, there's a software update that went out," as if it's like an <laughs> iOS update or something, <laughs> right? And yeah. to, to me, that's to me that's the most unsettling thing about it. It's like software caused the crash. Like, what about just push out the, the latest update? So yeah. Elon Musk is running the show now for yeah. these guys. It's all like, like they're they're introducing dark mode into the, the new planes. <laughs> oh, I yeah, yeah, not in a good way. I need that. I want dark mode. Oh, same. I, I have so, everything on dark mode. That did you see that uh, I possibly can? We're not on it anymore, but Slack just put out their dark mode <laughs> yesterday. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. On iOS, I've got it. Yeah, Slack was a great place. I still think that Slack is having, actually really uh, good. Having a Slack. Like a public one, almost like a form, could be really cool. Especially like we, while we're recording, have people jump on Slack and uh, let them hear the live recording. We should yeah. do like a Patreon 
let them listen in like, and comment and take slack. money yeah fund our website (laughs) (laughs) we can uh but i I think even having a space where people can talk about certain things or uh, yeah slack's free kind of like an exact (laughs) like an exact like form but just not outdated like every form you. you know what i mean it's like oh someone wants to ask questions about a certain camera there's a channel just for that be cool and we can do I know. Like, can like I was inv- on one with John Wilkening a, a bit ago. Yeah, I remember. Go that. to Chrome Kids or something. Yeah, but I'm talking like mass scale, not mass, but like Twitter, like our Twitter circle, mass. Dude, I've got. I think I have 25 people following me now. Fantastic. On on Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. You're back on Twitter. Yeah. Since when? Wait, you don't follow me? I don't think I do. Oh, since like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, a week. Cody, I can't keep up with all this leaving uh, yeah, and coming back. But my Instagram's private, so oh yeah, I, I, am I think me. I only got like twelve people following yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I tried tagging WestJet. You were not having it. Nope. <laughs> Don't tag me. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen uh, that side of Cody before. Private side. Yeah. Well. This way, I think I can put more private stuff on there. Not to overuse the word private, but, you know, family stuff. Private, private parts of my life. Excuse me? <laughs> the family stuff. It's good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like yeah, what you're putting sense. out there. It's the, the intimate moments with your family. Well, not that intimate, you know, kind of moments, but. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's, I'm going on vacation in, a, in uh, nine days or whatever for a week. I'm going to go to Arizona. You know what? I won't feel bad at all putting on pictures of my kids and and stuff. It's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that idea. What are you taking? You know what? I just packed my bag today because I do that like two weeks in advance. <laughs> you have to. Um, yeah. <laughs> Walk around the house, packed... see how the weight is. <laughs> I did. I did. I actually put it all in the bag with batteries and everything. How easy is it pulling so it the... <laughs> <laughs> I did. I even like looked for filters and I packed my filters too. Did you nice. really? Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm weird. That's so it's the Leica Q and the Leica M10. And I brought the 50 millimeter and the 90 millimeter uh, millimeter lens. So I'll have 24, 50, 90. Oh, okay. Um, 20, yeah. 28. Oh, yeah, 28. Did I say 24? <laughs> yeah. Cody has the Q3. <laughs> Oof, could you imagine? They're going wider. They don't listen to anyone and go wider <laughs> instead you know of tighter. I actually I packed in my MA body. Just in case. I don't know what to do. I put it in. Oh, and wait, I'm like, yeah. what should I do? That's all digital. Yeah. Do it. I don't know. Have you, right now, the MA is in the bag. Yeah. Because you know what I'm thinking of doing, actually? So, my kid's 10. And uh, we'll bring a Nikon FM3A. Yeah. And, or the FM2, whatever. Um, whatever he's feeling that day. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess he's got the FM2. <laughs> but. Are, are you going um, to pawn off? the ma to him just so it's there just in case that's kind of what i'm just i'm kind of just working this through oh man so i won't bring it but he'll bring the fm3a with the 28 and the 50 oh nice so he's uh, like actually switching lenses and everything too yeah i think this trip i'm going to try and do exposure with him yeah that's awesome Um, we'll see how that goes that's an easy topic you know what? Actually, you know what we should do? Let's just record a quick like ten minutes on exposure, and I'll get him to listen to it on the plane over and over there again. You go. That's good. 
<laughs> but yeah, the FM3 is really nice to focus. Like the focusing screen is bright. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah. Those uh all those Nikons are like fantastic. They are. Like I remember I helped source uh an FM2 for my friend and it wasn't that expensive. But, like it was phenomenal. Like I almost wanted to keep it. And I'm not, I'm not even into SLRs, <laughs> but uh, it was great. Yeah, it's really a nice camera. Nice and small, built like a tank. You don't have your Nikon F4, right, Ray? I had a, a FM3, a F4S. That's the one you recently had, right? Yeah, that yeah, was the that big was one, the most right? recent. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the grip. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had two other Fs. I can't remember what they were. F, F. what was it? F. F3A, F3A? Does that sound like something? I don't remember. Yeah. It was numbers and letters. <laughs> but yeah, they are they are small and super sturdy. So Yeah. And then maybe I'll take the Mamiya 7-2. I don't know. It's kind of like small and packable and I'm way over <laughs> packing way now, so <laughs> couple you, contacts. Is there something about like obviously like you want to shoot film, but I mean, it'd be nice with digital. Like, you could just edit all the stuff on the iPad by the time you're back. Exactly. That, and you know what? It's mostly a family vacation, so I'm going to try and get to Sedona. It's, like, pretty close to where we are. It's, like, less than two hours drive. Yeah. So, if I get there once or twice, I think bringing film's pretty cool. If I get there once, digital's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sedona's pretty awesome. So, hmm. yeah, Red Rocks, maybe Cathedral Rock. Super blue sky. It's like, a big... Yeah. It's just a big rock. That's tough. That's that's really tough. I think you're going to change your, your mind a couple of times before you nail it. See, here's the problem. Me, I'm just going once to Phoenix. Yeah. You, when you're packing for your hockey and stuff, you know exactly what you want to bring because you've been bringing it that way for the last couple of years or whatever. Yeah. Like, are you yeah. ever indecisive on what to bring to hockey? The the only thing I'm ever indecisive about is if I should I bring a film camera as well. Like, will I have time to also shoot film? Mm. That's the only indecisive thing. Because other than that, like my kit, I was talking to Riley about this too. Uh, it's so, like, it's a really good kit that I have, but it's because it's so streamlined. Like, I have two bodies and basically two lenses, and that's it. And they both. I saw you with the Hasselblad at the last game. You were shooting from the rafters. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, the the Marley shot at uh, Scotiabank Arena, which is where the Toronto Maple Leafs play. And Man, uh, if that Hasselblad fell on the ice, it would have wrecked the whole game. It would have put a crater in that ice. Yeah, that was the only concern. Man, but you would have uh, made the news. The way to do that, I was like crouched down because if you just lean over the rafters, um, there's yeah. like lights and beams and wires in the way, uh, and having right. having an eighty mil like a fifty mil. 50 millimeter field of view um, around there. Um, like it's so easy to get stuff in the way. Like I have a, the shot of the goalie shot from up top and that's 200 millimeters even for that. What? Yeah. And that's even that cropped shot's in a bit. 200. Yeah. So generally you want to be around like a, like a two to 300 from up there. By the way, wow. that's a really cool shot. Thank you. Yeah. Like the puck is actually in his glove. He's saving his team. Like, it actually was a really cool shot. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's on your Instagram, right? Yep. 
Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, and like it, it was cool. Like I was up there shooting down, but a lot of the times, like the people who shoot the Leafs or even the other Marley's photographer, uh, they'll mount the camera up there remotely. Oh, so right. I'll, I'll see if I can. I'll actually ask him if I. He sent me a photo of like his setup of what it looks like, because um, it's pretty intense. So like, he would plug in AC power probably then, right? Uh, he doesn't do AC power. He there's a cable you can buy from that connects through Pocket Wizards. Uh, so the oh, okay. first time that you click the Pocket Wizard, it turns the camera on, and then fires, and then you just set the camera to turn back off uh, after it's oh, not being used. That is brilliant. Wow. Yes. So you do that. Um, but it's crazy cause he has a pocket wizard up there that triggers the camera. And then there's another pocket wizard mounted separately that triggers the strobes. So okay, from a right. button that he presses that's in his hand, it's triggering the strobes for the camera as well as the camera itself. And then shooting from above while well, he also shoots from ice level. So Man, how many hands does he have? Uh, he'll hold it like on the lens. So it's a little really? button he has. Yeah. He or is he like putting it in his armpit? So he's like, <laughs> yeah, just like looks like he's twitching, fla- flapping his wing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or chewing on it. It's like a yeah. mouth activated. To ba- he's to like the Stephen back. Hawking of photography, really. <laughs> <laughs> to bounce back to the the Hasselblad, but uh, because I had to get so low, I was basically lying on the ground of the rafters and just wrapped the strap oh, cool. right around my wrist and just gripped it. I felt like I was going to crush the body. Just because it was so unsettling. Um, we'll not let go. We'll not let go. And then I only have a waist level finder. So I was holding it out with my arms fully extended and using like my mm. ring finger to adjust the focus and then trying to frame it. And when you're up top, I feel like it's important to have things that are symmetrical. Uh, like you want to have the totally. net right in the middle and everything. And having it upside down and everything's already reversed. Like even it's- like... And you're in like an twisting. awkward position to begin was, with. Oh, yeah. Like, I had, there was so many mental gymnastics I had to go through to be like, okay, wait, let's just figure out the horizon first, like trying to get the red line <laughs> properly. I'm like, okay, good. Now center the net. I feel like using a Hasselblad is kind of like an IQ test. Oh, man. It was, <laughs> it was stressful. I haven't developed this stuff yet. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll get something out soon for that. It was. Uh, I still think it'll look really cool because although it is wide, um, I think the medium format may give it a. I don't want to say like a tilt shift look or anything like that, but um, I think it may be cool to see a wide shot from that perspective because usually they are so much closer down. Right. So it'll give something a little something else, especially being black and white film. It may uh, may still work out. Definitely is a different look, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, that, yeah. that's the big thing about like the film I shoot at, like sporting events, is it, it, it's a different look, and no one else, to my knowledge, is really doing it, and that's why I uh, enjoy it so much. Do you ever switch up the film you use? No. Or do you always just use Tri-X? It's always Tri-X. Uh, previously, I also tried Cinestill 800, um, right. but for me, the sport just looks better in black and white and it's a little more consistent yeah Um, so i just stuck it that way and then if i need to push it like i'm pushing it to 1600 um that's true try x does well with that stuff yeah i i've had no complaints uh yet um yeah and then i shot after so that was the marley's game that same day i was shooting the leafs game 
some social stuff for them. Um, not the actual game footage, but, or the game play. Uh, but during the warm up, I went down and shot through one of the holes just with the Hasselblad and went through like oh, cool. a roll and a half as well. Um, mm. and that stuff's hard because you'll get the players coming down to the net and then they curl in the corners and that's when you kind of have to like follow them. But when you're looking right. down in the finder, it's also like the opposite. So yeah. you, again, you get like <laughs> super confused and, uh, you have to hold focus. Like you don't chase. Like for me, I'll focus on a spot where most of the players seem to be turning and then timing it and moving with them. But you can see the shots. Like if you fumble for a second, like move the wrong way, all you see in the viewfinder is them come into perfect focus, but then you're not composed properly. So then you have to wait because <laughs> you just see them come in. It's like blurry, blurry, sharp, blurry. And then it's like two, <laughs> it's 2.8, right? So the you're really shooting at that point just for odds. And you're like, I'm hoping... <laughs> That's like one nuts. of these gets through and then you try to get some moments of them uh when they're like staying still but yeah tricky man i can barely like focus on my wife's like eyeballs when i'm doing a portrait and here's thomas like <laughs> getting s- people skating upside down Mach three <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny one of the other photographers there was uh they were they were all talking about like the Hasselblad and stuff there um and everyone always starts off with like making fun of it where it's like, oh yeah, like the hipster with the Hasselblad or whatever. But then everyone always loves yeah. it by the end of the conversation. <laughs> and, totally. Um, that's what he was saying too. He's like, oh yeah, like you can only use it for like slow action and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm i also going to shoot game stuff with it. going to do everything. <laughs> Anticipation, man. Yeah, that's all it is really. It's, uh, it's fun. I think you learned some of that too with the Leica. Because I do a lot of anticipation with the Leica. Yeah. Um, often, even on the Hasselblad, I'll I'll finish my focus, and then I'll look at the the person or whatever I'm doing, and then I'll take the shot. Like I might I will close the shutter, not looking through the viewfinder is what I'm saying. Mm. Um. But wait, so what's your process with like the Hasselblad? Like you'll let's say you're going to go through the full focus like routine. You open the finder and then like, what are the steps that you take? Well, typically between around six 30, I wake up and <laughs> I'll, <laughs> it's a full day's coffee prep. going. It's a, um, you know what? I'll focus. Uh, so let's just say it was someone standing still, yep. like someone just smiling or whatever. I'll, I'll obviously focus the eyes, but then I'll f- finish by looking at them. Like, so they're looking the at magnifier? my face. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll use okay. the magnifier on the on the Hasselblad, and then I'll focus on their eyes, and then I'll clip down the magnifier, make sure it's composed, mm-hmm. and then I'll hold it, and then I'll look at their eyes, like pull my head up and look at them, and say, I don't know. I'll try and say something funny if I think, want them to smile. Or think of something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think of something think, funny. Think of stuff. Who said that? Was that, was that you? <laughs> Actually, I think that's what I said. Was that, think you, of I think stuff. That's what you said to me uh, in Maine. Or was that Johnny yeah. that said it? <laughs> yeah, it was one of them. Yeah. Think of stuff. Think of something. Yeah. <laughs> Think of stuff. Yeah. And uh, one of the big things that I found is I bought the Acumat D screen for the Hasselblad, which is the one that everyone really likes. It's the one with no I split, use, no I use split that prism one. or anything. But I still like the one that I had originally. Yeah. So now I have the my regular one, the acumat split prism and then the acumat d 
They're just sitting yeah. there. But it definitely is brighter. <laughs> like it, it's a, uh, it is a really cool screen. But I just find well, I can't tell when you, it's. In you do focus what you're used to, you know. Yeah, it's that too. Once one of them. Like breaks. I've also, uh, I've I've used people's cameras where the lens kind of, like it doesn't pull as fast or it pulls really fast, like it's too smooth. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm just I don't know what's better except that I'm just used to mine. That's also true. Yeah. Right. Very true. Sometimes who cares if it's better? Yeah, honestly. It, it may be Although, be- to be honest, I think Ray cares about being better a lot. I care. <laughs> Ray, you told me you're re-editing all your photos from New Zealand? Just the ones that I haven't posted ever. So you edited the photos, and then you like, I don't know what you did. You took a, a mental break from them for 10 months. Yeah. And then, and then I you decided, you know what? I'm I'm a better person than I was back then. That's true. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna re-edit everything. Yeah, so I started looking at um, photos I never posted because, like you said, I took a break from for ten months from looking at them. So stuff I didn't want to post before that I thought was either redundant or just not interesting. Um, the process I have in Lightroom now is a little bit different. I end up with a, uh, I guess, a different feel to my photos. It was much more punchy last year, and now right. it's kind of a toned-down look. So I started looking at the stuff I never uh, bothered to edit last year. I started playing with my new editing just so I had new photos to play with because I haven't shot anything in a while. And yeah. I was really liking the look of them. So I went through a phase of a couple weeks posting those uh, those edits on Instagram of uh, New Zealand photos I never... I never shared before. There's some that are like just slightly different angles of ones that I've I've shared before. Yeah. Um but I but I really like these edits much better. But I haven't re-edited the original ones yet that I did post. So when you re-edit, do you just put that file back to what's it called? Yeah, the original Restored raw or import. original? Yeah. So I take off everything and then yeah. look at it as a brand new file. Wow. And uh, I'm liking a lot of the things I didn't like last year. Um, yeah. Actually, one of the favorite photos I posted from New Zealand was, uh, let me bring up my Instagram. Was I that... was going to say, let's put it in the show notes, but we won't. <laughs> we won't remember. It was the one, um, the the foggy morning where there's like a some hills to the left side and some little bushes to the right and a dried up lake in front of me. Um, I posted it on February 26th. Uh, that photo, I didn't like originally, the raw file. And oh, really? I just kind of cruised by it saying, the way I'm editing yeah. right now isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to work. It's going to be an awful file. So I never that gave it sense. a second look until uh, last month is when I gave it a new look. And uh, Ray's got a new look I fell on in love life. with it. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I'm probably going to That's gonna the print. show title right there. Ray's new look on life. Ray's new look on life. Yeah, you said that it was down. February twenty eighth, right? Uh, twenty sixth. There's like a hill on the left, trees on the right. You said it was foggy, right? Like your memory. Yep, yep the foggy one. Oh yeah, got it. Oh yeah, no, I really like those colors on that. But yeah, with the uh, the way I edit now, the the colors really pop just nice. The way I was editing last year, the trees would have been like a. Uh, Almost like a neon green with a bright yellow. Yeah. And the sky would have been too bright of a white. And it just wasn't going to work in my eye. 
So I'm glad I never delete any of my digital files. Dude, this is your description. Here's a, in quotes, new <laughs> one from a foggy, like unbelievable. So have you, because uh, I know before you built your own preset, um, is that something that you're doing again with this new editing style? It's a combination of preset and a Lightroom profile. Yeah. So it's a, it's a camera profile with a uh, a slight preset. It's very light what I'm doing, but it, yeah. it comes out with like a... Uh, hey, did we be... talk about that on the show? The, no, I we think... didn't. And I think we should because... Yeah. Who is Joey was also talking about that. He just bought them. Joey L? No, Joey. No. Oh. I wish. Yeah. Uh, Joey P. Joey P. Okay. So he's yeah. using the same ones. <laughs> is, is it a thing for people named Joey just to yeah. have like... You only, you only use their, their first initial. You don't use the full last name. You know what, man? Okay, fine. I'm Cody P. You are Cody P. Anyone no. with a Y. But, but you're, not, you're not a Joey. <laughs> Dang Does, it. Doesn't count. Yeah, what's he using? He's using ClickMatch, I think it's called. Yeah, so so this is ClickMatch, which is a uh, Lightroom profile rather than a preset. So it sets a different color palette that you're starting off with, and you can yeah. throw... So let's all try to define what the profile is versus a preset. Um, the the way I so read a... about it, it's like a different color gamut. Um, gamut. Ah, I don't. I'm trying to think how to put it into a friendly. So without using terms. a specific, <laughs> it would be, um, let's say your color temperature would go from a level of zero to one hundred. That's not how it works because it's on Kelvin or whatever. But if you change the profile, you could start your preset. Your starting point could be at whatever you want. Right, you got a new baseline. So if you're only given one hundred, yeah, edit marks, you can change your baseline to like let's say it was twenty. So you would get 50 above. So your new one would be 70 to negative 30. Yeah. Wow, I almost failed out that so, math. So would, in turn, would that make it like, you know how sometimes that preset can look too heavy? Mm-hmm. Would that negate that? Well, it's, it's basically a new baseline. So it depends how heavy you use a preset. Like the, uh, the profile, you can set the percentage of it that you want to use. I've just been using them at default. Yeah. And then my preset is really just to take back uh the sharpness and to If you uh, find yourself uh if you find yourself really wanting more out of a file that you can't get. Yeah. Some some people will will use these profiles. Um like infrared photography, they use it a lot. If you're not happy with like a color profile of a camera. Yeah, like, so like if, if you like You know how example, sometimes these like presets Sony. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You go to the the preset and the the red is like all the way over to the right. Yeah. Well, you got nowhere to go. So you can start the baseline. So it starts at all the way over to the right. Okay. And then you're allowed to edit got further it. right or yeah. back left. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's a new way of looking at it and revisiting a lot of different files with this. I love using the profile so much more than the preset now. And um, like, I, like I was starting to say, my preset now is to take back just a couple of things that Lightroom defaults to. Um, anyone that's worked with Fuji files knows that the sharpening causes warming in the background because I use like a, a 40, mm-hmm. I believe, in sharpening in Lightroom. And that's too much for a Fuji file. So if you take it back to 20, um, you lose that little warming way, way in the background, like in, in the bokeh. 
or whatever you want to call it, and you're blurry. Yeah. Uh, but it, my preset only takes that off and warms it up like, you know, five Kelvin. It's just a a very shallow uh, warming. So it's a simple preset. There's only two things in it. Hmm. So I click my, uh, I import them all with the profile so I can do a batch import. And then I, uh, it does the uh, preset on well, top you can, to pull back the sharpness. When you import it, you yep. can apply a profile right away, right? Right. And that's import. Good. Yeah. Because that's also the other thing. If it's applied right away, you also don't think about it as much. Right. Then you're yeah. editing yeah. so quick, yeah. like adjust brightness, maybe a contrast here and there, but there's really no thinking. Yeah. And it, there's almost no work. If, if you hit it in camera with the right settings, um, you really just have to import, straighten and crop, and you're done. That's actually really handy. Man, in camera. I swear, that Zeiss camera coming out where everything's in camera, I don't think it'll work, but uh, <laughs> do you just think, imagine if it does. Everything do you think that'll have... Uh... <laughs> Do you think that'll have profiles or like presets? Yeah, it, it definitely has presets. It, it supports presets, and because it's Lightroom Mobile, yeah, it'll support profiles. Wow, wow. that's actually pretty powerful. Then, yeah. Huh. Oh man. So uh, I can verify that works. It's, it's going to be interesting timing because the Q2 just launched. Yeah. Yeah. Q2 I mean, is going to be the best camera ever invented. <laughs> if you like 28 until the Q3 <laughs> until the Q3 28 is a cool length though it is you can do you can do a lot with 28 yeah I That's, think uh, they nailed I, I like I who were we talking to I think it was Andrew Cody me and you were talking about him or talking to him uh, and I kind of came up with a random assumption on why they chose 28 Right, and it's because, especially with the new app that they released, uh, Leica's trying to not target the. I mean, they're still targeting photographers, but uh, more of like the the social crowd of photographers, and most of them were, are going to be used to shooting with something like a twenty eight because of mobile. Right, so it's the easiest for them to adopt. It's not like like that's why I, I don't think the Q will ever come out with a fifty, because someone who's just used to shooting on their phone. And then transitioning to a fifty mil, like that's a that's a big jump. Like that's not an easy uh, pill to swallow. So I think having uh, the twenty eight is primarily for that reason. Could yeah. be completely wrong. I think it's but... a it's such an easy focal length to learn, um, and for people who are like even beginner to like extremely advanced, like you can get great photos at twenty eight. I mean, you can too at fifty, but. Uh, not the same. Like a lot of people want like documentary, like, you know, let's go through what we're doing with life and like Instagram. Almost all of Instagram is, is 28. True. I don't yeah. know. Is that true? Actually, I, I would say on average, it would be yeah. if they're using phones. Cause yeah. most people are going to be shooting on phones, right? Or they want it to look like it anyway too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to look like, like a, a phone with a 1.7 sumo Lux though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, you know what? I hate to say it, but because I own one, uh, people love putting hashtags in their photos. Yeah. And if I'm going to be a travel photographer to my friends or on Instagram and I put hashtag like a Q, people are going to be like, oh. Ooh. <laughs> That's oh. what I need. Yeah. More, yeah. Pu- more pictures of the camera, less pictures of the photos yeah. it's taking. <laughs> Who cares what it takes? It's such a nice looking camera. 
That and I you, love it. I, I love the lens when you switch to uh, macro. Yeah. That's so, that's awesome. They should just call it like plate of food mode. Yeah, <laughs> plate of food. The, the, does the rear screen articulate at all? No, it doesn't. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very um, interesting. Also, no audio input. No so, built-in flash? Oh, really? Yeah, no built-in flash, no audio input. Audio, No audio input is the biggest one, though, because a lot of people who, like you were saying, want to use this yeah, would for, also want to do video. Yeah, and, and you just make it uh, great for vlogging, yeah. Yeah, you could use 28 for vlogging. It'd be a bit tight, but you could. But you at least know where you're pointing it, at arm's length. Yeah. Like, you're almost always looking into the lens. True. Um, your face is just the whole lens, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Do you think you're going to pick it up? Sell the old I one? I really want to, but it's a lot of money. So yeah. I don't know what... I don't know how to get that money in my life right now. <laughs> so, sell, the, sell the first key. Man, now is a good time to buy a Leica if you want. Sell the so, truck. So many people totally. are selling Leicas. There's so many Qs, M10s, everything's going for sale. Because everyone wants the Q2. Everyone, everyone wants it first. I wonder if uh, the SL2 will be announced... Then someone will sell their Q2, and I'll just buy theirs. There you are. Is there um, like a CES or something coming up soon? Well, what's like, the one in September? Is that every so year? so long ago, though. Like, Are, are we going to have no more camera releases until... Yeah, because we just had South by Southwest, and we had the German camera oh, show. Oh, Photokina. Yeah. Did we have that? Or is that coming up? Yeah, Photokina was fall, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Man, I have no idea. And then there's the New York photo show, which is also October. I I think also companies are going away from waiting for trade shows. And they're pumping stuff out so fast now. They're just like, yeah, like as soon as it's good, send it. Yeah, Photokina was September when Zeiss announced the ZX1. That was Photokina. Hmm. Hey, is that when Canon announced their EOS R? I think it was. Or was it Nikon? And now they are announcing another one already? Yeah, they or they <laughs> already released months. they released the RP. Um and it's like this 6D RP. version of it. It's like very entry level, super for, uh, affordable with quotes, but it's like 1200 bucks for a full frame body. Oh wow. Um, which is pretty good because like if you're looking at the Sony wow. like A6500 or whatever, I think that's around the same price. That's crop sensor too. Yeah. 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 But man. Yeah, but the Sony still has like it's still crippled on like the video side of things and um I mean the R well, glass right? isn't cheap. No. You'd have to be adapting. Like if you're buying that the RP, you're probably going to be adapting. Huh. Because like the lenses would be, th- there's no entry level glass yet for the R, the R mount. Uh, the twenty four to one hundred five is the is the cheapest. Is that the kit? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's the cheapest because even their thirty five millimeter. I'm going by memory here. Their thirty five millimeter is like f two or something, right? That's expensive. Yeah. And they're 50 millimeters, the 1.4. 1.2. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Their, their apertures for like uh, 
rumored lenses Man. that are coming out because of the new mount. It's going to be so much fun. They have like a, I think it's 11 yeah. to 21 and it's a 1.4. What? Yeah. It was something absolutely. How's that not going to be massive? Oh, it probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, uh, because the mount's so much bigger. Maybe it was 1.8. But they also e- announced that 70 to 200 F2. Right. Yeah. Oh. And twenty four to seventy f two. Like those are the lenses coming. Yeah. Or they have the they have the twenty eight to seventy f two already. That's released. Oh, twenty eight to seventy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they're coming in with a twenty four to seventy two point eight. Also, sorry for anyone who doesn't really understand all these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's a twenty four to seventy uh, vr three. Yeah. With a nano crystal coating on the front element <laughs> of the three spherical groups. Oh, that's a guy that sold a camera or two in his life. Uh, I don't even. If you can tell me what lens <laughs> I just described, because I don't even know, I'll, I'll send you. You win some, the lens. I'll send you something. Yeah, I'll send you a Google Home. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not too excited for anything. Oh, no, no! I want Canon to to update the G7X Mark II, the compact camera. Yeah, it's like eight years old or whatever it is, ancient. So that's a one-inch sensor, like the Sony RX, RX one hundred. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to buy into Sony. Why? What's wrong with Sony? I don't know. You already have a Canon. Keep I, already, Canon, I already right? have a Canon. That's why I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, touchscreen because I'm sure it'll it'll have touchscreen, and the Sony doesn't. And the Sony's is is it a flip now or just a tilt? Uh, it flips. Um, okay, that's cool. It flips up all the way, mm. and I'm sure, like I guarantee, whatever Canon releases in the compact, the Sony will still have better specs. That's the thing. Yeah, Sony. That's all Sony goes for, though. Their yeah. engineers are all about specs. Yeah. It's like Windows computers, no. right? Are you are you too young for that? <laughs> Windows computers, the Windows Wars, probably. Yeah. Like back in the nineties, there would be like a bulletin point of like everything cool about Windows computers. Yeah, and then the Apple computer would be like, it just works. Yeah, don't worry about that stuff. That's genius. Yeah, and then like Apple almost went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft, Microsoft bailed them out, and then now they're doing yeah. good again. <laughs> Turns out everybody wanted all those bullet points, just yeah. like Sony, and now Sony's gonna take over. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I know it's interesting though. What, uh, what are you gonna film? Whole, like, are you... Sorry, what was that? What are you gonna film with the uh, the Canon G7 stuff? Uh, probably more YouTube stuff for some upcoming trips. Yeah. Um, I. I Come to realize, like, I stopped the YouTube thing really once I sold the ADD, and then I had the 5D Mark IV, and I think that I did the last, like, two videos on it, um, and it's just such a hassle. Like, I've planned for a couple times already um, that for moments that have passed, and I didn't end up recording just because I, th- I then have to bring a 24 right. to 70, a 5D uh, Mark IV, a tri- like, a mini tripod for it, and, like, carrying that around, especially when you haven't done it in a while... You don't want to talk to a camera that big. So I think having something small to slip in the pocket can make it uh, a lot more feasible. Uh, and especially with going on trips, then I don't have to worry about bringing the Canon. 
Yeah. Because then I would just go, I would bring the Hasselblad, bring film, and then just have the small yeah. Sony. So I still have the digital potential. It won't, the files won't be anywhere near as much as a full frame sensor. Uh, but that's why I have medium format. Right. But, and I mean, also for video, like the best video on uh, YouTube is not with a full frame sensor. Yeah. I mean, the video is great on that camera, you know, um, it really hey, is. Are the red cameras, they're not full frame yet. Are they? No, they're uh, super <laughs> like 35. the sensors. Really? Red, yeah. red isn't full frame. No, no. Video is a different animal for some reason. Ah. Yeah. Most, I think like all cinema cameras are, uh, um, the 16 millimeter equivalent or a super 35, super 35. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw red is coming out with a new phone too, which is funny because <laughs> if you talk to cinema people, you like, you know how we convert everything. So we're like, Oh, if we want a 50, oh, right. let's get a 35. And like, it's going to be approximately like a, uh, like a 50 to them, like a 35 on a crop sensor is a 35 millimeter. Oh man. Or it's like, oh, that's I want, arrogance right yeah, there. If they're like, I want a 50, like you get the 50, you don't get like the 35 and then calculate the crop factor. There's no such <laughs> thing as crop Oof. factor to them. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Wild. Kind of smart though. It is. Yeah. They're two different things, right? Yeah. Also, I always found it weird how they calculate the T. Is that what oh, it is? Yeah. T stops. Yeah. It's guys. Like we already established like F stops and shutter speeds. Yeah. Don't mess with it. around with this. <laughs> I know. Like I have a light meter and they have a mode where it goes to the T stop. I'm like, man, how do we get off this? <laughs> Wait, which camera does that? No, the, I have a Sekonic digital light meter. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I couldn't figure out how to use it. It literally, so it's in a drawer. And now I have like the, what's it called? Spot meter. That's what I use. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I picked up a Sekonic the other day. I'm not trying uh, to sell handheld? it. Handheld? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, how much? Uh, I, I, I'm going to just try and flip it. I, I, I picked it up for 120 I'm going to try and move it for 120 get my money back. I think I want to get Which one. Which model that, did you get? The L398A Studio 3. That's the 3. classic one? Yeah. The most the yeah. classic, the up-to-date classic one. Um, cool. Yeah, because the main reason why I want to use it for is like super, not super low light, but like more low light. And it doesn't seem to pick up low light very well. Um, Like if you were in a hockey arena is what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, like that kind of thing. Sometimes it can be a bit difficult. Um, I don't know. I'll probably play around with it. It's one of those things I'm not in like a rush to to move, but I'm just like, yeah. Also flash, because I want to start using flash on 35. Um, I think it's good to have a light meter of something. Because what if you are going to shoot like a slide film? Um, oh yeah, you know, I, or you I, got or you got time to set up. Like, why not use a yeah, you know, a light meter and and meter it out? If I sold it, I would instantly pick up another one, uh, <laughs> yeah. but one that can do flash because the the MA doesn't have like TTL, so no. I, would, I would use that to meter scenes. So then I can uh, use on camera flash. You're like a ML. I mean, you're like a MA. Yep. Man, we abbreviate everything in this podcast. Yeah, I know. That's true. I really <laughs> think people who are not me or you or Ray have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> no. got to spell things out, huh? Man, I feel old school. The only one I have right now is a uh, Weston Master 5 or 4 light meter. 
which is uh, all Western am- Master Five. That's yeah. the big the big spot meter, right? No, it's a small uh, incident meter, no oh, battery. Nice. It works out. Also, it'll look like the Sakonic that Thomas has. Yeah, it's like in your palm. Yeah, yeah, no batteries is what. You- why I carried it, so I never had to remember a battery. Same with the Sakonic Thomas has, I yeah. think, right? How does that work? How do you how do you do something with no batteries? That's like magic. I, I think the, I thought the Sakonic had a battery, like a no, no battery. No, all okay. I know is there's a giant magnet in it, and I'm super sketched out to put it near anything. Yeah, I've got one of those light meters as well, but I just don't use it. Like, is this too close to have near the computer? No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> well, what will happen? What happens if a magnet, uh, if it gets to something? I don't know. What are magnets? How do they work? <laughs> Does anyone get that reference? No, I kind of do actually. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Light meters are awesome. I love them. Yeah, no, they're fun. Yeah, I use it like when I use my uh, my little white lander, the uh, Vitessa. It's got the built-in light meter on top. Which is super old school, you know. Obviously, it's the fifties, but it still functions, and it's—I uh, think it's very cool. Oh yeah, the the ones in the little hot shoe. No, it's uh, right on the camera body. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is really cool. Yeah, it's just like its own little interface. Back when interfaces weren't a thing, right? <laughs> when they were just I'll tell needle- you what, put it on your Instagram story in about like a week. That way, people put can see there. what we were just uh, what we were talking about. Yeah, I'll add that. So March, uh, March eighteenth, March eighteenth, you'll see, and then, like 40, and then forty minutes into the into the time we posted, you've got twenty four hours to look at this on March eighteenth, right? My story will be so strange for other people. Per the podcast, oh yeah, shot. A lot of the built in meters, though, I, I guess, don't work anymore for the old cameras. That is yeah. one thing to look at when you're buying an old camera, like a lot of the Canonettes. Yeah. Um, I think it's the solenoid or the solar panel, right. whatever you, you call that. A lot of those go dead somehow, so they just don't yeah. uh, don't work. In yeah, my opinion, buy, buy it assuming the light meter doesn't work. Right. Yeah, totally. Like that little Yashica GX35 that I have, it it doesn't meter anymore. Yeah. Same That's with the CL. Piece of junk. The CL is it notorious is. for having a, a broken meter. Oh, no way. Yeah. But that Rolly that I had, cool the uh, Rolly F... Um, that one had a full functioning meter, which was super accurate. Oh, nice. so I was huh. impressed with that. I, uh, I had a Leica MP and, uh, that had an internal meter, but I never had the battery in there. So oh. yeah, I don't know if it works or not. That, that's where you, that's where you save the money. Didn't buy the battery. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. Paying for I put that on a spreadsheet for the wife. Those are, Look yeah. at all the battery savings. If I just never buy batteries, we'll save this much. But let people who have hearing aids use them. I don't need them. <laughs> They're actually so expensive, those batteries. <laughs> yeah. It is n- true, actually. Not so expensive, but for a battery, it's expensive. It's like think... uh, in- insulin. Why is insulin so much money? Same thing with, like, uh, you know, batteries for your hearing aids. Yeah. yeah. You know? Hmm. The political hour with green caps. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Man, we almost went there, didn't we? Put on the brakes. Yeah. Whew. So close. Anyways. Well, how about to uh to wind down, we'll talk about a new film that we tried. Yeah. Um uh, two of you. And uh and I'll have a bit of an announcement I can talk about. Oh, sorry, what was that? An announcement? Yeah. 
I'll save it after though. Cue the horns. Um, how do you pronounce this? Film for Narnia? Film for Ennia? For Arnia? For Ennia? Forever? Film forever. Ferengully? It, always, for, it reminds me for of Michael Evia? Schumacher every time I say it though. Oh, really? Yeah. I know he drove for Ferrari, but I, I don't know why. <laughs> like he's the one who comes up in the mind. That's awesome. So when you're shooting this P30 film, I'm feeling fast. It's so fast. It's like uh... <laughs> it's a slow film, but I'm feeling fast. <laughs> so it's 80, 80 speed. Yep. Right. 80, did you meter I... yours at eighty, or what? Did, how did you expose it and develop it? So I'm curious. Um, I thought it was a hundred speed the entire time, but I mean. 20 ISO, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> I treated it as 100, and then I developed it at 100. So I, I guess I, more or less, I did box speed. Um, but also right. my treat it as box speed, I'm usually still overexposed. Because of the what you meter in the scene, you mean? Yeah, like because I don't use a meter. So it's more, oh. it's more, it's more my, my like lack of ability of like, it's basically like when someone says, how did you meter it? To me, I internal, I internalize that as how did I, um, how did I interpret the scene? Yeah. It's yeah. Not, not, not a meter. It's not scientific yeah. at all. I'm just like, well, I have to squint my eyes. So it's really bright <laughs> out. So we're going to go to the thousandth of a second F8. Cool. I'll just go from there. And then once clouds did come, did you get any grainy, uh, any grainy stuff? Like in the in the lighter areas of the film, did it look a little grainy to you? Yeah, like I I shot one roll. Um, okay, so I shot two rolls. I shot one that was all snow, ice, very bright, and then I shot another yeah. one where it was more overcast um, in the early winter. So there were it was mainly just like dead bush, some dead snowfall, dead plants. Um, that roll with the dead plants and everything looks phenomenal to me. Like I'm really happy with the results of it. Um, it's really moody. So like you overexposed the, the the other stuff, is what I think. Yeah, and I don't I don't like how that turned out. Like I'm I'm really not happy with that. To me, it it needs to be uh, a bit more accurate in how it's shot. Yeah, and also box. that's because I find the blacks aren't very deep. They're a bit um, I don't want to say lifted, but they're lighter. Um, and no, I think, in the P30, I well the blacks are more black. Is this like a technical way to say it? The blacks Black are more black. black. Yeah? The f- yeah, all the frames I think that so. I like are the ones that they're lighter in. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, but, uh, but- comparing it to Tri-X, mm-hmm. I think, because um, I, I overexposed mine as well. Um, I think I exposed mine at 100 or 120, and I developed at 80. Um, and I had some green. And it's not supposed to have that much green, I, I don't think, from what I've seen. So you underexposed it's it. It's under, yeah. Ew. Okay. Yeah. Well, either <laughs> way, then, I think with this film, you've got to be accurate. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think it has the same latitude as something like uh, HP5 or Tri-X. <laughs> yeah, nothing does. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Man, I should check my notes. I always overexpose stuff. I don't underexpose stuff. Yeah. You would have had to treat it as like 50. Right. And then develop yeah. it at like 100 to overexpose it. I know where I shot and uh, when. Anyway. Were you mystery. happy with the results? Um, I liked it, but uh, I think I could do uh, what I wanted with, with Tri-X. That's and be thing. fine. So, 
and in the end I actually I'm I'm going even more towards like non contrasty film like the thirty two hundred by Kodak. Oh yeah. Um, Are you still so, doing that? Yeah. When I do shoot black and white, that's what I've been typically doing. Nice. It really yeah. makes a difference when you once you pick something. Because like if I if I have to pack for a day, I don't want to be like okay, I'm gonna take three rolls of Triax and one yeah. roll of P30, and then I have to decide when I want to shoot which. Because mm-hmm. like 36 exposures is a lot. Maybe it's a bit different with medium format, but even then, I don't want to have to think. Yeah. No. Thinking's for idiots. Yeah. One camera's color. One camera's black and white. <laughs> that, the other that's one, what, put an SD card in. That's where I struggled in uh, New York City when. I had uh, some slide in my film, and we had to do that roll of black and white to get it to the lab in time. Yep. I just oh, didn't no have way. the timing down. It's like, well, when do I switch out? You know, when do I call this roll dead? Yeah. And switch to black and white and have enough shot in time to send it off. Do you guys ever uh, prematurely roll up a film? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Most of them, I think. I can't do that. I'm premature in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's another uh, podcast. Yeah. The After 11 podcast. But I do. Yeah. I figure if I'm between, if I get 24 shots, I feel like I'm okay. If I roll up before 24, I feel like I'm just, something went wrong. I'm not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually late 20s, early 30s when I'll roll. Yeah. Hmm. Although I will not do it after 30. Really? Because in my mind, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I only got a couple shots. I can totally do this. I'm not going to wind up. Three months later. (laughs) Yeah, I've had had three (laughs) shots sit for months. And the last five frames are still of like random things in your house. My foot. Dog. It's like I'll I'll frame something up like a plant or something. And I know I'm like, I'm I'm not even going to probably scan this frame, but I'm still taking it. I don't know what it is. I'm um, not going to waste it, man. Yeah. And then with medium format, for it. it's like a hard no. I'll be on frame 12 yeah. or 12 and I'll be like, I'm going to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I try to I try to get that extra frame out even. Yeah. I'll usually go towards fam- like shooting family um, just because at least that's something that's a little bit more meaningful. It may not be something that you're going to post, but it's always something nice to have. I've even like gone to like early sunrises with like medium format and not shot it because... I just, no thanks. Just weren't feeling not, it? Not worthy. I'll take out the digital no. and take a couple photos that oh, yeah. I won't do anything with, but I know it's just not the light I want. Too yeah. picky. Hmm. Yeah, the medium format, I always feel I don't want to hit the uh, the shutter release unless I, I'm going to print this picture. Yeah, I can't say I'm the same. Cost too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you guys say you're, you're picky photographers? Like the conditions you um, want and everything depends on the camera, or it depends on where. Yeah, say so you're on a, you're on a trip. I'll take photos of everything when I'm on a trip. Yeah, if I've never been there. Yeah, and see what I can save. I'll shoot everything what, in digital if I'm on a trip. What about New York then? Because we've been to New York a couple times. Yeah, I don't tend to risk anything on film in New York because I shot. I feel like so much of it. That I only shoot keepers when I'm there. Yeah. That's like your annual black and white roll, eh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my last trip, my total shutter count was zero. Jeez. That's impressive. (laughs) Did you take like any mental pictures? I took some mental ones. (laughs) Not even on your phone? 
No, I didn't take a I didn't take a single photo. I was wow. only there for four hours, but you, you went up to my friend in uh in Ireland. He brought a, a full bag backpack, seventy to two hundred, sixteen to thirty five, Sony A seven S. No uh, full Ronin. Like a DJI Ronin gimbal. Uh all the batteries, chargers, oh uh laptop to dump the footage. Decided like on day two he's like, I'm not shooting anything this trip. Just yeah. used, oh. uh, just just took photos on his phone. He's like, I wasn't feeling it. Needed I need a break from it. And just carried it around. Huh? Yeah. It's good that he made the decision, but it sucks that he had to bring it all. Yeah. Yeah, that was the bad thing. And then you don't want to yeah. like we had a bad experience in San Francisco. So like yeah. he doesn't trust it anywhere. So he would always take it with him as well. And uh, understandably like it's a ton of gear. But it's like good gear. Yeah. Man, Ireland. That was how long ago was Ireland? Uh September. So, so are you done all your editing and processing and Yeah, so um digital's been out for a while. Um I've kind of held back on posting it on Instagram just because I know I'm gonna eventually post some film work from there. Right. And it's not gonna stack up because to me the film stuff <laughs> just looks so much better. Um but yeah, all the digital all, all the film work is now finally edited uh and it's actually laid out in a book now um and oh. i'm just kind of nailing down some of the final uh text that's going to be in like three of the pages making sure that's all perfect and nice. then i'll be uh releasing kind of a how do i describe it like a call to order you can order the book within a week or two we'll see what it is oh okay. um, and then after that um it'll close i'll order the books and then that'll be it Nice. Yeah. I like that. So I'm That's really kind of cool. Because I think all the other photo books I've had, like I definitely put them together a lot faster uh, than right. this one. There wasn't as much thought that went into it. And uh, I had a lot of help along the way. Like Cody, you were definitely a big help with uh, getting like the story right with uh, the layout. And also Jacob helped me out as well with uh, some of the selects as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff that people haven't seen. And um, I'm definitely excited to get it out there. Man, this is an announcement, by the way, for anyone who didn't figure that out. Yeah, so if you are hearing this as of St. Patrick's Day of 2019. Hey, what timing. Yeah, the book is now available. Um, Pricing, TBD. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I'll have it on social media somewhere of what it costs. I just don't know off the top of my head right now. Well, that's, yeah, that's a little detail that you include when when you debut the book for ordering. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I was going to do a Kickstarter, but uh, I don't think it warrants it. One, I don't I don't think the quantity I'm going to have is going to be worth having a Kickstarter. But also, I don't think it's a project that I worked on long enough. Because at the end of the day, it was, it was two weeks in Ireland. It wasn't something that I was right. working on for like a year. Where um, it's like a much more impressive body of work. There's definitely photos in there that I love, but yeah. It's also hard when it's yeah. a, a personal thing too. It's like how yeah. much are other people really going to enjoy it? But if you it's enjoy true, my work, right? yeah, I think people just love to like just photo stories. Like it works on another level than if you know, like there's the personal level, and then there's another level yeah. where you kind of apply your own feelings and your own nostalgia and your own travel experiences or friendships. Yeah. You know, very true. Um, I guess that's why some photographers don't even put like a caption or 
explanation on some of their stuff, right? Yeah. That was one thing I was toying with too, and especially yeah. when I'm putting I I don't know if I may do it on mine just for my own sake of where the photos were taken in each area, like right. what city or what area. Um but I don't want to do it on I like, I don't I don't want a location tag the photos. You know what I mean? Like I don't I, think any photo needs to be location tagged. Yeah, like, like, I, I don't, and it, this isn't to make it so like people like don't go to the same places as me because I, I mean, ninety nine percent of the locations I went to are very easily found. Um, yeah, but I'd rather people kind of go do their own thing and not have uh, that kind of a map drawn out for them. Yeah, but, like just say Ireland, and then there's a special section which, to be honest, I couldn't ro- locate on a map, but. That's a uh, tease. Yeah. A little, a little teaser here. Uh, actually, I think we talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I think we did. Actually. We have to go in the archives the, and, the farmer? uh, Oh, yeah. the farmer. Old, yeah. Old Clifford. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, he has his own little section in there just cause it was so different, but yeah. It'd be fun. Some of his yeah, backstory will cool. be in there as well. Nice. That What we know of it. I get, I still get, I get my business card in Ireland. He still hasn't reached out. I was supposed to send him the photos. <laughs> well, he probably hasn't like walked to his sister's house to use oh, her yeah. computer. It was also me telling him I would send him the photos. Like he didn't ask for him. Like he probably doesn't <laughs> didn't give a shit. <laughs> He's probably like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Get off my property now. <laughs> I know what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been cool though. Send him a copy of the book. Right on. Is it kind of like that guy in Maine? You went to take a photo of all of the deer antlers he had mounted in his shop. Oh, that shed, yeah. Man, and he like pulls, pulls up on the road and uh, maybe you're like, he's hey, saw... can I take a picture? And he's like, he's like Wah. I get asked that all the time. <laughs> it's probably Johnny who's always asking him. <laughs> probably. Um, he, yeah, maybe that's the same guy. Maybe he just summers in Maine. <laughs> he summers. <laughs> Smart, smart guy. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I look forward to the book. Yeah, thanks, man. You know? Yeah. Ray, where's your book? Hey, you you Got easily could have did a book for New Zealand. I have that in a bunch of pieces right now, but I've never yeah. put it all together. Are you? Yeah. Is that something you're gradually working on? Yeah. Yeah, nice. little by little. But now that I like how I'm re-editing things, I have to That's the hard part, <laughs> revisit man. all that. Yeah. I think I want to redo them all. Yeah. <laughs> New look on life. I'm telling yeah. you. Damn what about it. you, Cody? When's your book coming? My book? Yeah. Um, boy, yeah. Not That's a very good two. question there. We should do a collaboration book next time we're on a, a trip together. I don't know how yeah, that would actually, work. Actually, I kind of like those. Yeah. We need hey, to plan. Have you thought about going to um, Salt Lake City and doing like Arches Park and Mobe and Monument Valley? That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Wait, where is that? Utah? I was on the... Utah, yeah. Yeah, in Utah. Because I was like yeah, searching up like uh, how far is it from where I'm staying where in Phoenix. It's like about five hours drive. Yeah. Is Monument Valley to the place I'm staying. And I'm like, yeah. ah, do I want to drag my family on the road for a 10-hour road trip? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I was out there, I couldn't think of the word Monument Valley. Monument Valley. And I was in uh, Sedona. And I said, where is that... Um, the desert area with all the red rock. They look like mittens. It's on Bugs Bunny cartoons. And they look like me like I was an idiot. Like that's nowhere around here. I was like, it's it's north of here. 
I know it's North Haven. That I just can't so think of funny. the name. And nobody had a clue what I was talking about. So I just look like an idiot in Sedona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monument Valley. Well, the Cathedral Rock in Sedona kind of looks like that. It does. And that's what it's not triggered as, me. Uh, that, that's, yeah. that's what triggered me to go find it, saying I know it's North right. here. And it looks like this. And yeah, nobody knew. <laughs> Man, idiots. Hippies. What, um, what's like a... Oh, like a internet stick cost in the states? Yeah, like a data internet stick. Yeah, I don't know. I like unlimited data for like eighty a bucks, hundred bucks. That's my guess. Oh, you mean just like a uh, for your laptop to get internet? Yeah, like a portable router. Yeah, it's or not much. Yeah. Well, you'd probably want to get a SIM card and then just yeah. tether. Yeah, because then you you just have to buy the True. SIM card, not the USB stick. Guys, we go to Utah. We get oh yes. We get this internet stick. We live stream a podcast for the entire duration. <laughs> Day and night. As we go out. So we're, we're, we're driving. We're podcasting. We're going out to shoot. We're carrying that router Dinner. out there. Any, anyone, who, yeah, anyone who wants to be part of this trip can be part of this trip. 36-hour podcast. A, a month-long live stream. Yeah, we'll just need like eight battery packs <laughs> right. for the uh, the phone. Just leave but, it plugged uh, in. There you go. If that's not <laughs> the greatest documentary ever, no editing required. Oh, that'd be fun. The unseen truth. Let's do it, man. Well, that would be a fun trip, though, especially in an RV. Sleeping out in the desert. Huh. Make sure you I just Googled it. like, Rent RV in Salt Lake City. Make sure you watch the last, <laughs> uh, the uh, Grand Tour, the uh, old Top Gear guys. They did. Oh a, yeah. They did three RVs across the uh, Western U.S. So it'll oh. it'll cover exactly what's going to happen to us. It's it's exactly documented already. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! But is it live? Stream? No, it was it was well edited. Yeah, no, let's uh, live stream it That's and awesome. like, say one of us will die at the end. Who will it be? <laughs> Who will it be? <laughs> it's a live stream and we're saying that at the beginning. <laughs> Guaranteed by the end of this live stream, someone will die. <laughs> Who will it be? Nice. I like it, man. Okay, well, uh, go get your film for Narnia, P30, and um, go get Thomas's book. Shoot it. What else we talk about? I have no uh, idea. Your photos like Ray. Uh, get a new look on life. And uh, go buy um, that like a Q2. It, Yo. Tell us yeah, about it. Dollar dollar like bill, it. y'all. Um, I mean, we definitely don't have, uh, or we definitely have a very extensive review background. If anyone out there wants to send us uh, three versions to review. <laughs> More than happy. By all means. How do you th- how do you think that oh, I don't want to get into another topic? <laughs> I think it's all personal relationships. Yeah. yeah. If I was a, a like a rep, I'd send it to a person I know because I trust them. Even if yeah. the work is is good, True. good enough, moderate, even great. Do you think they get commission? <sighs> no, because technically I don't think you pay for reviews. So I th- I think you get a loan unit and um, and that's it. And then you return it and you do your review. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because 
I mean, de- we definitely see reviews. Man, we almost said goodbye, but we didn't. I think so we definitely close. have seen reviews out there. And yeah, we're back. Where it's like, man, why why did Nikon or why did like why did Canon give this camera to this person? Yeah. Um because their photos aren't really good. Like I mean, they're great. They're good for the internet, but it's not like I would never buy this guy's book. Yeah. But he's he's a good ghost hunter. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good ghost. <laughs> oh, speaking of you guys know yeah. DP reviews? Yeah. And do you know yeah. the camera store? Yeah, I like Calgary? that guy. D- DP Reviews, I think, hired the camera store guys really? to make yeah. videos for him now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That that guy's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. I know. I saw him once. Americans stealing the Canadian <laughs> talent again. Yeah. Have you ever seen them? I Just Cody? briefly. Have I went in the store to buy something and... He was like walking by. Did not say anything. Oh. <laughs> like, hey, asshole. that's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, it actually looks just like him. Funny. <laughs> listen, listen to my podcast. <laughs> I don't know. It was before. The, it was before this like podcast. I feel like that's the worst thing to say to listen anyone. to my podcast. <laughs> hey man, listen to my listen to my podcast. You're basically saying like, hey, I think I'm important enough to be listened to for an hour straight. Yeah. If you hashtag the camera you use, you would probably also say, listen to my podcast. <laughs> that's that's why uh, I've slowed down with that. I'll always throw the Hasselblad in there. Because I know Hasselblad has no money to give out. <laughs> Canon I won't do because they can pay for totally. it. Totally. <laughs> Man. Well, that's all, folks. Thanks for listening to us all the way to the end. And for anyone that fast-forwarded, uh, that's pretty sneaky. Um, I'm Cody saying goodbye. That's Thomas. See you all and in the next that one. would be Ray. Hey, goodbye. And, uh, oh, hey, happy St. Patrick's Day, if we get this out on time. <laughs> I'm editing, so... Uh, <laughs> oh. Are, are we aiming for a St. Paddy's Day release? What day is St. Paddy's Day? Sunday. Isn't it Monday? No, Sunday. Shit, I gotta finish this book. <laughs> <laughs> he just lost a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Get on it! Daylight savings strikes again. That's a good place to end it.